नमस्ते जय हिंद यूर वॉचिंग और लिसनिंग टू अनदर एडिशन ऑफ द ए एन आई पॉडकास्ट विथ स्मिता प्रकाश थैंक यू फॉर लाइकिंग सब्सक्राइबिंग एंड शेयरिंग विद पीपल हु यू थिंक विल बेनिफिट फ्रॉम दीज कॉन्वर्सेशंस माई गेस्ट डे हैज़ बीन इंट्रस्टेड विद द टास्क ऑफ कम्प्लीटिंग द कंस्ट्रक्शन ऑफ द राम टेम्पल इन अयोध्या Mr Nrupendra Mishra is one of the most experienced bureaucrats of our times. He was principal secretary in the Prime Minister's office from 2014 to 2019. In the second term of Prime Minister Modi, when Mr Mishra asked that he be relieved of his duties in the PMO, the Prime Minister accepted his resignation and tweeted, "Nrupendra Mishra is among the most outstanding officers who has a great grasp of public policy and administration." When I was new to Delhi in 2014 he taught me a lot and his guidance remains extremely valuable unquote Mr Mishra couldn't really hang up his boots because he was soon appointed as the chairman of the executive council of the Nehru Memorial Museum and Library and then as chairman of the Ayodhya Ram Mandir Construction Committee So let's get chatting with the man himself who's interested with this task he has to complete the construction of the Ram temple by January 2024 Mr Mishra thank you so much for being part of the podcast I'm uh, delighted that you could find the time and uh, come to the studio here because uh, I know that the deadlines are really sharp <laughs> with the pran pratishtha to happen in january 2024 so i'm guessing that uh, your work is like literally 24/7 to keep an eye on everything uh, but before i begin to ask you about the timelines and the construction process uh, one question uh, which you know for our overseas viewers and for our young viewers who are not uh, who are not very um, aware would i say of what it means to install a deity what it means to do a pran pratishtha it's not just bringing a um, a deity and mm-hmm. keeping there what does the process mean uh, i know uh, neither you nor i are uh, priests but uh, but you know a person who's the man in the hot seat i'd want you to explain a little bit about what the process is actually you know it's a good question and as you said particularly for those who are not in some manner sort of educated will be a wrong word but they have not yet uh, you know have developed the kind of belief so that people who are there hmm. and are attached with the temple will have so now the process is that uh, consecration means that the murti which is being sculpted today at the moment in ayodhya hmm. and uh, hopefully it will be ready by middle of december and uh, we are going to have one of the three which is being sculpted there so that will start its journey of consecration sometime around the second week of january mm-hmm. the journey starts with a dip in saryu river the murti will be taken yeah. to the saryu river yeah. okay and it could be any date i am not sure because that is 
the area which trust looks after mm -hmm. and more particularly as you said the priests would be taking care of that but after the journey and to that place it is believed that lord the child ram would like to visit the various temples which existed then okay in ayodhya prachin mandir yeah hmm so whatever temples are there today in ayodhya in the form of a procession Lord would be child Ram would be going in some kind of a chariot and stopping at some of the key temples of Ayodhya hmm. and then finally the deity or the whatever is carved child Ram that will enter the premises of the temple area so in this it will enter from the eastern gate is that the eastern gate uh, it's not decided as yet yeah like this is the eastern gate is this and the devotees would enter from there enter from there and where will the deity yeah be? so i'm coming to that to hmm. your question hmm. uh, the entrance for the child ram the chariot will enter from Oh, this portion. Okay, not from here. No. Okay. And of course, it is not open to public. Ah. The whole uh, ceremony uh -huh. is not open to public. It will somewhere take place very early in the morning. Okay. And then the deity will be placed in the sanctum sanctorum. Garbhagriha. You know, yeah. Hmm. So it's a three-story structure. Is that structure complete? Uh, only the ground floor okay what we have promised is that the ground floor which is here mm -hmm. going like this along with five mandap these are mandaps okay right yeah five along with the five mandaps will be ready in january of 2024 right i interrupted you sir so it will be taken to the garbhagriha right hmm. and it enters the garbhagriha and what they do is uh the belief is that the pran pratishtha would enable the lord to see the devotees hmm. and the devotees would be able to worship the lord mm -hmm. so for that time some kind of a band on his eyes Oh. that is put ha huh. so from the date the entry is there till the date of consecration mm -hmm. that is there the band how interesting and it really is opened when the pran pratishtha consecration has taken place and the belief is that from then on he attains the qualities of a lord of a god or supernatural person okay so that is the belief mm -hmm. so transferring from a normal to a exceptional uh -huh. is the process which is consecration prayers and final 
chanting of mantras, opening of the band, and then he is now exposed to the world and universe. That is the final consecration, which will be on 22nd of January 2024. Right. Two <clears throat> questions that emerge, which uh, I'm sure uh, people who haven't followed uh, it in the news completely uh, would have, is uh, what you said is that the, uh, the idol is being sculpted right now in Ayodhya, uh, one of the three idols. So then that needs to be uh, explained to some of our viewers who don't know the details because Many would say that isn't Ram Lalla's idol already there, baby Ram's idol already there. So why is it being sculpted? And if there's a new idol which is coming, what happens to the earlier idol? Okay. It is true, the belief is, and this belief is from 1947-49, that Ram Lalla appeared there. Hmm. That is the belief. So that is the present in a temporary hut meant which is there, the Lord is there. And the prayer of that Lord Ram, child Ram, has been going uninterrupted. Hmm. You may be surprised to know that since 1947, when the first news flashed in Ayodhya that the Lord has appeared at this place, the prayer Regular prayers of the Lord has never been interrupted. Hmm. Now, your question that you already have a Lord, then why do you want to have another Lord? It's true. We thought of it. One reason was that people who will come now will have a darshan from a certain distance, which will be minimum about 25 to 30 feet. So in order to meet the eyes of the Lord with the person who is doing the prayer, and in order to see the feet of the Lord, there has to be another creation, another Lord which has to be sculpted, and that is why it was decided that we'll have a standing hmm. statue. Correct. I've seen a <clears throat> Ramlala statue. I've been to Ayodhya a couple of times and uh, I've had the good fortune to see it. So I, I saw it as a journalist, uh, you know, to see that what is it that made so much news. Can I see the statue? I went out there to see it. And uh, when I saw Ramlala, I was like, इतने छोटे तो दिखाई भी नहीं दे रहे थे बिकॉज़ वो एक केज सा बना हुआ था तो वो दिखते नहीं है और वो यूं देखते हैं विद इन अ फ्यू मिनट्स यू हैव टू लीव यू सी बिकॉज़ द सिक्योरिटी वाज सो हाई एट दैट पॉइंट ऑफ टाइम बिकॉज़ देयर वाज सो मच थ्रेट टू दैट एरिया और वो वैसे भी जर्नलिस्ट जब आते हैं तो द सिक्योरिटी फोर्सेस आर सस्पिशियस ऑफ अस तो छोटा सा एंड यू कैन बैली सी द लॉर्ड the murti is very little. At the moment, all those who come hardly get to see. In fact, they only see it on the television screen. Because there is a television. So while moving on, and as you rightly said, the police manages the crowd. So they are moving very fast from there. Perhaps they just see there on the screen. 
Correct. So from that point of view also it was thought. Huh. But then your question, what will you do to that present Lord? Uh-huh. The Sanctum Sanctorum is going to have a place for standing Ram, child Ram, who is of the age four to five years. Okay. And just in front of that will be the present Lord. Baby. Who be. Huh. And the distinction is that one is called Achal Murthy. Achal huh. means it will never from now on move. Okay. So the Prad Pratishtha which is being done, that will be the Achal Murthy. It will not move out from the Sanctum Sanctorum. That's the standing one? Yeah, baby. Standing one. Standing one. And what is being, what will come on that day, it will come on 22nd of January from the present temple, it will move to the Sanctum Sanctorum. That is called Utsav Murti. What is the meaning of Utsav Murti? Festival. That there could be occasions when in a festival, the trust decides to take the procession of the Lord Ram, uh-huh. like you have in Jagannath Puri. So, then Utsav Murti will go. Okay. But not the Achal, Achal Murthy. Huh. So that is how both the Murthys, they will be there in the Sanctum Sanctorum. And there will be regular prayer and all the other ceremonies of the Lord, both for them separately. Achha. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So they will be prayed and there will be prayer for the existing and there will be a prayer for the and both the murtis will be in the sanctum sanctorum yes both will be there yes to jab hum aage jayenge uh, you know uh, when we put bow our head before the murtis we'll be bowing bowing our head before both the murtis oh yes oh yes and both will be visible yes, clearly yes 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 they will be very clearly visible perhaps better visibility to the standing one huh. but you will be able to see what was there from okay. 1947 onwards, which is supposed to have suddenly come out huh. there at the site. Prakat and hoi. Pragat ho And the second one is the one which is going to be now installed mm-hmm. and consecration will take place. Right. Now you <coughs> said there are three murtis. Uh, are these three murtis made of different uh, material? Like is it granite, marble, bronze, brass? Gold, what is what? You are see, the... that process was a bit technical. Gee. The first thing that we were very careful was that the stone which is chosen hmm. must have certain minimum uh, chemical qualities. Hmm. For example, it must not absorb water, okay, it must not react to the carbon which is hmm. there in the atmosphere. Because all that will affect the durability, the life Hmm. of the statue. So, with all those qualifications, we got the stones first collected. Hmm. Those stones came from Jaipur. They also came from uh, South, Krishna Shila, Granite, you mentioned. And they were all tested by National Institute of Rock Mechanics. Hmm. It's the Government of India Institute is specializing only on sort of doing the tests of various stones 
and determining their strength. Hmm. It is in Mysore, Karnataka. Okay. So all these stones were tested, and after that, three stones which were selected, one from ja uh, Jaipur, which is a marble, and two Krishna Shila from two places of Karnataka, that has come, and that these three were given to three different sculptors. Okay. And they, at the moment, uh, they have been working for the last two months, and at the moment they are working on that. Okay. And they will. It must be under uh, extreme secrecy. Oh so yes. Oh yes. Huh? No one visits. No one takes photograph. No video. Nothing okay. is there, and it is being carved under. So uh, why uh, I a question would. Uh, of course, I can understand that um, the reason why all this is being done is that we want that those murtis to survive hundreds of years from now. Abhi ban rahi hai, but wo saw dates or teen saw whatever saalo tak chale. You know that there shouldn't be anything which harms those. Why not the ashtadhatus which have lasted for so long? Why not metal? एक तो हम लोगों ने metal का इस्तेमाल ही नहीं किया. आपको जी जानकारी होगी. कि इस पूरे स्ट्रक्चर में आयरन कहीं नहीं इस्तेमाल हुआ है बिकॉज क्योंकि आयरन की लाइफ जो है वो 94, 95 इयर्स होती है हम तो थाउजेंड इयर्स का टेंपल बना रहे हैं तो अष्टधातु के बनते हैं आपने बिल्कुल सही कहा बहुत से भगवान की मूर्तियाँ अष्टधातु की हैं लेकिन यहाँ पे इट वॉज थॉट दैट लेटेस्ट कॉन्सेंट्रेट ऑन द स्टोन The entire structure is also of special stone, hmm. so we would focus on the stone and not. It was debated, Ji. and finally, after the debate in the trust, the, the some of the saints, sages who are member of the trust, they uh, expressed in favor of a stone statue. Okay. Yeah. Right. More from the durability point of view than anything else. Before I ask the next question, here is a short primer about uh, the specs of the temple, which is uh, under construction now, uh, which is the area and things like that. So please watch this primer. Here are the specs. The total area is two point seven acres. Built-up area is fifty-seven thousand square feet. The height of the temple, including the peak, is a hundred and sixty-one feet. It has three floors, with the height of each floor being twenty feet. सर अभी आप मुझे अगर एक्सप्लेन करें दैट हाउ मेनी आर्टिजन्स आर वर्किंग इन दिस एरिया यू कैन एक्सप्लेन द प्लिंथ एंड यू कैन एक्सप्लेन द वेरियस स्ट्रक्चर्स हाउ लॉन्ग हैव दे बीन वर्किंग बिकॉज आई हैव बीन देर सेवरल टाइम्स इन द पास फिफ्टीन ईयर्स एंड आई बीन सींग जो पिलर कंस्ट्रक्शन हो रहे थे एंड यू नो दे वर जस्ट लाइंग देर जो ईंट आए थे दैट ऑल्सो स्टोरी आई हैड कवर्ड जो हर जगह से लोग लेके आए थे यू नो दैट वन वन ट्रेन फ्रॉम एवरी विलेज फ्रॉम एवरी विलेज जिसमें लिखा हुआ था राम एंड फ्रॉम सो आई कवर्ड दैट स्टोरी आई मीन इट्स डेटिंग मी राइट नाउ पीपल विल नो हाउ ओल्ड आई एम बट आई कवर्ड ऑल दो स्टोरीज एंड आई कवर्ड दैट पिलर्स विच वर लाइंग देर एंड वहाँ दैट एंटायर एरिया वॉज इन्फेस्टेड विद मंकीज they were like it was scary to go and shoot there also when i used to take the camera dar lagta tha uh, to shoot because pure bandar hi bandar the wahan pe one of the reason we have went provided the solar supply of power is because there are so many monkeys yeah that it's a menace throughout ayodhya yeah. and you can do nothing about them there is certain feeling about it yes 
so reverence yeah so because of that uh, we avoided to do uh, yeah uh, yeah the solar uh, supply of power my goodness okay so now um, so you know the question about how long the construction has been going on is an i guess it's an answer that can you can date it back to god knows how many years but actual construction aur kitne log yahan pe kaam kar rahe hain kahan kahan se aaye ye artisans craftsmen scientists archaeologists jo bhi specific areas ke hain wo hame samjha dijiye first of course the construction you know prime minister mr modi he i mean we don't say laid the foundation but the shubharam of the construction started by him and that was 5th of august 2020 so the real construction the trust was formed in the february of 2020 after the supreme court judgment in november 19 and then the trust came into being and then my existence was recognized that as chairman of this construction committee so all this happened in february and august prime minister came so the construction started you asked a very good question and in fact i am smiling a little bit more than normal because today i got the news that they have got 3500 labor there was a huge shortage of labor which suddenly happened because of the festival season ah correct and that was adversely in some manner slowing down the construction <laughs> of the temple and the date line which we have to stick to that is 31st of december 23 so today 3500 labor is working day and night wow which is working on all sites mm-hmm. uh they are not all working here i if i get the chance i'll explain you ji please do that uh, yeah. what all uh, uh-huh. uh, is happening the this is the co- main construction going on today of the ground floor mm-hmm. which we hope to complete by december 2023 that is just one month after mm-hmm. they will have the mandapas the shikhar will not be there because shikhar can only come up when the first and second story hmm. is built okay. so this will not be seen but there is another structure which is important and that is the lower plinth hmm. the lower plinth just below the ground floor is where the story of ram will be sculpted in stone okay about 100 murals of stone would be fixed there and that will tell the story of ram pictorially or written no no pictorially pictorially yeah nothing written it is being carved out and the different art people the sculptors are already doing that work so birth of ram to everything vanvas and Ra- yes right okay. up to return to ayodhya hmm. and his coronation so that is being done here hmm. in this B- below that lower plinth hmm. there is a very interesting construction story and engineering challenge the first thing is foundation hmm. the foundation of the temple so after the soil test it was noted that perhaps 
maybe few hundred years back, Saryu was passing through this place, oh. almost touching the palace. So clay soil ho gaya fir. So yes, the soil because of that was not a very stable soil. Oh. So the experts said that the pile foundation would not be suitable because of that. Okay. So what we were advised by IIT Chennai, who are one of our advisory members, that please remove, dig 15 meters deep in the entire area, hmm. remove the soil, just remove the soil and fill it with the another soil which is called re-engineered soil. Okay. This re-engineered uh -huh. soil is the recommendation is a mix. Hmm. The quality of which is that in about 14 days time, hmm. each layer hmm. which is being put, that converts in itself into a stone-like quality. So the foundation itself is, you can take it, is made of stone. Okay. On that, we have got the raft, which again is about two and a half meter. Mm -hmm. On that, we have got granite plinth, which again is another meter and a half in width. Mm. And over that, the laying of the stone, Bansi Pahadpur stone, mm. which is the temple. Okay. So the temple has come up after the construction of foundation, raft and plinth. And why was it done with such care was because Central Building Research Institute, Rurki, who are also again our uh -huh. consultants, they were responsible for checking that it should be able to undertake an earthquake which will be 50 times of all records till now. Hmm. So right from Nepal to Ayodhya, the earthquake intensity was measured till now, historically. Then it was simulated in the laboratory. And that strength was provided to this foundation raft and over that the stone. That is why we are, we at least would like to believe that what we have done would last for thousand years. Wow. So this so is... So one question before yeah. you go further. You said that uh, this soil, this soil came one, uh, which you brought in. Dusra, um, if in case there is flooding of the Saryu River, can that affect uh, the temple? Good question. Uh, soil, of course... You see, a separate soil was filtered and that was mixed with certain chemical and also with little bit of cement, a special cement for that was mixed and that is how that soil was made. Okay. And that soil was a layer by layer it was brought. Huh. It was then compacted for about two, three days. Uh -huh. Then a sample was taken once the sample was approved that, okay, this has a quality, then another layer was put. So in the foundation, such 47 layers have been put. Okay. And that makes 15 meters. Oh. So that is how uh, it has been, uh, the soil has been put there.
in the entire area okay. entire area of the temple okay yeah and the uh, saryu river yeah the issue of the flood was also checked and the present uh, again a public sector undertaking which is a research lab of csir mm -hmm. they have now confirmed that this area the also the uh, level of it the ground level on which it is situated is completely free of any flood which can come in ayodhya okay yeah right. so that is protected okay now we come to the question of uh, which you were saying that extra laborers have been brought to complete the work so that it's done uh, with the deadline is met where did they come from were they like are they expert carvers uh, i i saw one interview in which you said that many have come from orissa and yeah, yeah. from rajasthan yeah, yeah, yeah. so where all have they come from uh you see the entire construction hmm. as i mentioned we are engaged here in constructing then there is another construction which is this called parkota this parkota the cost of this parkota is 200 crores more than the cost of the temple oh that is the size of the parkota in fact the temple is in about 2 and 1/2 acres but when the parkota will be constructed it will become 8 and 1/2 acres that's uh, like a corridor yeah that's like a corridor of which the outer wall will be completely in some manner you can say it protects the temple no one can enter from anywhere except the eastern gate because of this parkota and this inner wall of the parkota opens towards the temple and this is open so the people who will do the parikrama of the temple mm -hmm. will be doing the parikrama like this so this is called parkota and then there are constructions such as on a kuber tila which is a very high point mm -hmm. which is not here you can see because it is only up to parkota the jatayu is there okay a statue of bronze Huh. which is being made now ready now for installation it is 15 feet in height and 20 feet in width and the jatayu is looking towards the temple so he is in a kind of a meditation towards lord and is standing there where is the, the jatayu uh, statue uh, being made in yeah. india oh yes 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 Uh, there is a famous uh, person a sculptor his name is ram sutar ha 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 so he's he, they are doing okay it. the reason yeah. is because in southeast asia you see so many uh, jatayu statues and they are so they so phenomenal that's why i ask ki kahin wahan se to nahi aa raha no 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 not that no, there no, is anything wrong yeah. but i'm just yeah. saying that yeah. it be interesting so hmm. that is also there is a kuber tila then there is a huge building which can accommodate 5000 devotees hmm. at any point of time which is called pilgrimage facilitation center in this thing within the premises okay outside parkota outside okay that is also so 3500 i mentioned that only to sort of uh, emphasize that the labor which is engaged at the moment 
we are tackling about five, six constructions. Not just this. Not okay. just this, not just this, okay. but about five, six constructions in the 71 acre area, okay. which will be there. Okay. So, so um, uh, my original question is, uh, where did the laborers come from? Yeah. How were they selected? Uh, and who selected them? Larsen Tubro are our constructing agency. Mm -hmm. They are the implementing agency. Okay. And their work is being monitored by Tata Consultant of Engineers. Mm -hmm. So, they are responsible for selecting. Mm -hmm. For each thing, artisans are different. For iconography work, what is called, you know, to Hindi, Roop Kaam, mm -hmm. where the small mm -hmm. figures are created on mm -hmm. pillars. Okay. So, the, that carving is done at the spot here. Oh. There are 390 pillars in this temple. Each temple has got about each pillar 30. Has. Yeah, yeah, each pillar has about 30 such um, statues. <laughs> so they are, will be carved and the people who are expert in that are from Orissa. Okay. So they have come from there. Hmm. In placement of the stone, the labor from Rajasthan has shown better expertise, skill hmm. than others. Placement, bole to wo ground pay. And no, no. The, the, you see, the most important thing is, since the temple is of stone only, uh -huh. and the stone is, one stone is placed, then another stone, oh, then third stone, the fourth no stone, no iron. Huh. And no iron. Only copper clips are there uh -huh. to ensure that they are properly fixed over each other. Okay. But there is no such thing that we have a groove and then we get the stone fixed there in the groove. No. It is the manner in which the stone is being placed one over the other. Mm -hmm. And that is checked by Central Building Research Institute that there is no space left between the two stones. Mm -hmm. That is the work with Rajasthan uh, people can do better. Okay. So we got from Rajasthan, some from Saharanpur, mm -hmm. etc. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, different people have come to participate in the construction of the temple. Largely, of course, from Western India, Maharashtra, mm -hmm. Orissa, Gujarat, Rajasthan. Okay. You see, Asta to sabki rahegi mandir ke liye. But there are some people who want to say ki mere state ka kuch hai kya. Everybody will want that, right? So you said that one of the statues is being done with a stone from Mysore. Or, uh, so obviously people from Tamil Nadu, which there are so many who come, right? Abhi bhi aate hain. Uh, pe I have seen Shadhalu aate hain. To wo sochenge, Andhra wale sochenge, hamara kuch hai kya. Northeast wale sochenge, hum, humko bhi chahiye. Because everybody has asta to, towards Lord Ram. So, will there be uh, some element of everything? And then, koi sochega that uh, uh, Shabri ka kuch hai kya? Jatayu agar hai to Jatayu ka kuch hai. Kevat wale sochenge, Kevat ka kuch hai. Sab log apna soch rahe hai. Ki representative hai ki It hai. should be definitely... In fact, in my conversations, few interviews with the Prime Minister, he was very emphatic 
that every person from every nook and corner of this country, when he enters this temple, he should not see this temple as a Eastern Indian temple or a Northern Indian temple hmm. or a Southern temple. He must see this is a temple of the last reference as far as the faith is concerned. He was particular about it. So, the first thing is that all those four lakh and more bricks which came hmm. from about five lakh villages all over the country, hmm. that has been placed here in the foundation. Amazing. All of it has been placed in the foundation along with the engineered soil. And we first obtained the report from IIT Chennai that it will no way compromise with the strength of the foundation hmm. and that has been placed. Okay. So that answers your at least a fraction of your anxiety huh. that every state in some manner is represented. Right. Every there village were, is represented yeah, if that is how it is. Every village is represented. Uh, also, there were objectives of social harmony. Gee. Because, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, but that is important to tell you Many people believe that Ram attained the status of Maryada Purushottam only during his Ban government, when he was exiled, when he went to the jungle for 14 years. Mm -hmm. That's where he attained the highest ethical lessons for governance and even for the universe. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, social harmony was one of the objectives. Mm -hmm. And how is that represented? You just mentioned Nishad. He met Sabrima. He met Ahilya. So many people whom he interacted with, it was not just a meeting. Hmm. Somewhere in that was a message. Hmm. Somewhere in that was a message that every person in the society is equal to God, is acceptable to God is dear to God. Gee. So, we are going to have seven temples here. In, in the, Yes. In, in this area, just outside Parkota, there will be separate temples, not together. Seven separate temples will be built for starting with Maharsh Balmiki, okay. then Vashisht, then Nishad Maharaj, then Sabri Mata, Ahilya, and like that, seven okay. of such temples are to be built. All taken together. And the ultimate objective is, you see, this is the Eastern Gate. Ji. So, our aspiration is, and let us say it will be a reality. We will, after this, at some distance here, we will construct like in South India, you have the welcome gate arch, dwar. which is the hmm. dwar, which is there. So that will be built so that anybody from south who enters immediately identifies that the construction here is what they have in southern India also. And a Gopuram, I'm guessing. That is the Gopuram. Yeah. That's the word. Gopuram is the right word for yeah. that. Yeah. So, so that will be constructed here. Okay. What are the flags in this uh uh, thing they they to. all represent the flag represents the Suryavansi okay. flag hmm. because the Lord belonged to 
that Ichyasu, I'm unable to pronounce correctly, bunch. And that <laughs> is... And that is the bunch to which he belonged. And therefore, all these flags are of that. Right. So, what is the role of the Sri Ram Janbhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubhubh
you are welcome to so do that. So then anybody who feels that it's an eastern or northern temple knows now that the brick was also something which came in from different uh, lakhs of, uh, you know, people worked on that. The bricks came from different parts of the country. The money for construction came in from all parts of the country. So it is representative of a pan-India <coughs> effort that went in into uh, building this. Uh, security, sir, could you tell me how secure and what are the arrangements which are being made that it will it will be absolutely 100% secure? Because everybody knows that, you know, there's there, a history uh, to yeah, it yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, a there past a and a present and it's a future. A soft target. Gee. So, the security is in two parts. One is the security within the temple or within the building premises. That is entirely that of the trust. The trust will have its own arrangement um, for ensuring that everything goes as per their plan, their scheme. But the entire security that has been entrusted to government of Uttar Pradesh hmm. and they have formed a special like you know SPG here hmm. in government of India which takes care of VIPs they are have formed a special uh, wing within the police system which will be responsible for the security of certain specified temple this is one of them okay. and they have already placed those constables now in the within the temple premises right so now uh, let me get to the part about uh, how you were picked and chosen <laughs> for this task uh, you hung up your boots uh, in uh, 19 uh, in 2019 and uh, you must have thought ki ab main gardening karunga wo to aapke naseeb mein nahi so then you get uh, you get this how did this come i mean it has to be a divine intervention nahi to to get this uh, Task. Uh, Honestly, I have mentioned at other interviews also. Um, I really never thought that this task will come my way uh, because the judgment was also not there. Mm. So there was no opening. There was no question. To tell you the truth, people of my generation, even your generation, younger generation, and many generations who have gone. They never ever thought that the Ram temple will be a reality. I agree. It was yeah. not there. Correct. The dream came true only after 2014-15 that there is a possibility of a temple. Because it had come up to the Supreme Court level. There were all kinds of efforts for reconciliation that Supreme Court sponsored. It didn't come through. Again, there was disappointment. But then finally, unanimous judgment. So, when the judgment came, there was a position which was there for the Chairman Construction Committee. Uh, I just, I was casually talking to Mr. P.K. Mishra, who is the Principal Secretary. Now, and I mentioned to him that, Mr. Mishra, you have uh, given me the chairmanship that is, Prime Minister has given me the chairmanship of the present Pradhan Mantri Sangrahale and Library, which is good enough. But maybe that's not the kind of thing I was expecting. Mm -hmm. And in my very casual conversation, 
because in my mind the thing which was working was some kind of a governorship or something like that <laughs> which normally comes to a yeah, civil right. servant yeah so i said well you can think of the ayodhya temple hmm. he perhaps mentioned that to the prime minister hmm. and then the prime minister was uh, in a way this was information to him that hmm. uh, i would be willing to work he asked the home minister to verify with me check with me whether such a job would be acceptable so i got a call from him hmm. that hmm. would you like to take this hmm. work hmm. and i said yes hmm. but at the end of the day i do believe what you said that it was all divine it came almost everything in about 10 12 days the chairmanship of this construction committee and something which was never thought of something which had never occurred in my mind and that came my way so yes uh, it is true it is uh, divine blessings uh, in fact uh, i was once talking to ma amrita nand mai you mm. may know yes. she the famous the hug you know person. the yeah the uh, lakhs and millions of people have been hugged and blessed Best. by her ji so i mentioned to her that i am doing this she immediately smiled and said that this is the job she used the word samarpan karke pura kar sakoge meaning by just surrender now to the lord hmm. then only you can complete this work if you don't you cannot complete this work and the surrender meant that you must now not be unduly perturbed or disturbed by some criticism by some let's say people who come in the way and stop the progress so just do it with full samarpan hmm. so frankly that is the message that i am trying to live with submerge yourself in the task that's all yeah right yeah so uh, i have uh, i've seen you uh, in various uh, working in various capacities uh, you know when you were abroad when you were in india uh, as as an ias officer uh, the skills of an ias officer is you know on if you were to just broadly say <laughs> is systems and uh, you know to work uh in those systems but this requires you to break systems create new systems uh your expertise was civilians and ordinary people ke sath politicians politicians and ordinary <laughs> right those pathways these are new pathways so kahan se wo skills aayi aapki pata nahi aayi bhi hai ki nahi i don't know uh but yes this was totally different hmm. the first challenge was there right in the first month when i suddenly realized that everybody i was interacting with people of ayodhya and the trust and everybody so they all rightly thought very rightly thought they had done the agitation they had fought for the temple hmm. and now when the job has come for the construction of the temple <laughs> it should go to them ha <laughs> correct yes. it should not come to a person like me 
दो यू आर नॉट रियली दिल्ली वाला यू आर फ्रॉम यूपी आई एम बट दे वॉन्टेड समबडी हु इज पार्ट ऑफ दैम करेक्ट ओके एंड इट्स अंडरस्टैंडेबल सो देर वॉज लिटिल बिट ऑफ एडजस्टमेंट इशू इट डिट टेक अबाउट मंथ और टू टू डिफाइन दैट वेयर यू स्टैंड एंड वेयर आई स्टैंड एंड देन वी गॉट यूज टू सो इट्स इट्स इट्सुएशन वेयर दी स्ट्रेंज बेड फेलोज टू सर्वाइव ओके सो बट देन आई गेस द वेट ऑफ द थिंग वॉज दैट you know it it was loaded in your favor because the prime minister picked you so everybody knows you mr modi's man there <laughs> so i guess that may matters uh, to it could be it could be i i would not say that um, hmm. that is not the perception is there very correct hmm. perception i would say hmm. that they think that this appointment has been done by the prime minister which is true yeah which is true there is no doubt about it because right. it mentions in the trust huh. that i'll be there but the adjustment issues are not just with the people who are of ayodhya it was a question of team work let me tell you the biggest challenge and if it becomes successful it will be not because of me it will be because of the team work which has developed the culture which has developed i have to speak to lnt i have to talk with tce tata consultants i have to talk with other architects i have to talk with various ministries so it was coordination the the i would say the blessed part of this was that wherever i went whosoever i met for any cause with any request it was forthcoming without any question hmm. i mean i don't have to give example whether it was railways whether it was police in uttar pradesh for the movement of trucks or railways for the movement of granite from the southern india or supplies of different stones from rajasthan from sri lanka also sir sri lanka of course wahan se jo sita ka yeah they gave come. that a small yeah. piece but, but what i mean is like it's a collective effort yeah. of so many people yeah. like but to coordinate all that a massive massive a uh, task which was on your shoulders i was fortunate but i were you scared a little bit sir ki agar na ho paaye agar main na kar paau thoda i am i think at the moment i am worried now okay. because of the time frame time frame yeah i am at the moment definitely concerned that i have to deliver by 31st of december 23 and later by 24 right there the progress is not all that according to my calculations so huh. i am little concerned so the when the work started i was not so scared i had faith in god and i have faith in god so i thought things will come and uh, somewhere i think i am only an instrument hmm. i am an instrument for something which god has willed so there is nothing more to, as far as my appointment is concerned just an instrument just a medium to see that it is constructed so uh, our younger generation i mean you you know you brought up that thing that your generation my generation usse pehle ke our parents generation un they won't have envisaged something like yeah, this yeah. that hoga ki nahi hoga nahi manenge courts nahi manengi ये जो धार्मिक संस्थान है वो दे वॉन्ट कम ऑन द सेम पेज होगा ही नहीं कभी यू नो 
and then the the politics of it all one political party <laughs> the second political party making fun of the other party ki tum to sirf manifesto mein laate ho hoga kabhi nahi i've also been part of that where i've questioned leaders ki tum bolte kya ho karte to ho nahi you know yes, i mean it appeared yeah. almost in all election manifestos, manifestos of the party yeah. yeah so i've also been part of that skeptical gang which thought that it will never get made ki kuch aur hi bana do उस जमीन पे अगर नहीं बना सकते तो आई इवन रिमेंबर सर दैट वेन आई टू डू द आई टू डू न्यूज फॉर दूरदर्शन इन दोज डेज एंड वेन द बाबरी मस्जिद फेल द वेरी नेक्स्ट डे आई वॉज वॉइसिंग अ स्टोरी फॉर द न्यूज थिंग एंड आई वॉज टोल्ड दैट टू कॉल इट जो ढांचा गिर गया था उसी दिन एंड दिस इज अ कांग्रेस गवर्नमेंट विच वॉज इन पावर आई वॉज इमीजिएटली टोल्ड कि आप उसे मस्जिद नहीं कहेंगे आप उसे कहिए ढांचा जो था वो यू नो सो दोज हु थिंक दैट इट्स यू नो इट वॉज जस्ट द बीजेपी नो द कांग्रेस गवर्नमेंट टू टुक ओनरशिप द वेरी नेक्स्ट डे टू वॉट हैपन सो आई वॉन्ट कम बैक सर टू टू योर यर्स द यंगर जेनरेशन मे नॉट नो अबाउट योर लिंक्स विद उत्तर प्रदेश पीपल माइंड यू नो द यंगर जनरेशन मैंने थिंक अभी गए हैं मिश्रा जी उत्तर प्रदेश नहीं जानते कि आप यू व प्राइवेट सेक्रेटरी टू मुलायम सिंह जी जो चीफ मिनिस्टर थे यू व विद कल्याण सिंह जी जो चीफ मिनिस्टर थे उस वक्त के बारे में उस दौर के बारे में बताइए एंड इट्स लिंक्स विद अयोध्या एंड वॉट हैपन देन विद मुलायम सिंह जी विद कल्याण सिंह जी my i was principal secretary to mulayam singh ji uh, yeah principal sorry and not private secretary uh, principal singh mulayam singh ji very strongly believed that this dispute is not good for the communities and therefore we must not recreate history he was strongly of the view that the issue of uh, you know ram born and born at that very place is a, something which cannot be prove is not proven in fact i re- recall in one of the smaller meetings where the chief minister was not there uh, one of the minister joked ki aap to abhi kahenge ki wahan sita rasoi hai wahan sita ji bhindi ki sabji banati thi you see there is a place sita rasoi very yes. close hmm. which is there hmm. and we are going to preserve conserve that so that bhavan ban raha wahan pe rasoi ka na that yeah. gentleman said hmm. that uh, what proof do you have so yes it is uh, it was an issue you were sitting in that meeting sir? yes i was there and it was an issue but then i suppose gradually the country also realized that this dispute must get settled and the only way to settle this is through the judicial process the legal process so us waqt jab ye sab jab ho raha tha you were principal secretary when that the car sevaks yes yes i was there i was sitting in the control room when they attacked yes hmm. not not when the babri masjid fell no down. the car sevak attack when the first car sevak एजुकेशन टू प्लेस कोठारी ब्रदर्स डाइड बिकॉज ऑफ द फायरिंग आई वॉज वेरी मच देयर एंड आई रिकॉल द कमिश्नर कॉलिंग मी ऑलमोस्ट रिपीटेडली दैट देर इज सच ए क्राउड हियर दैट इट इज यू खांट जस्ट कैन नॉट एस्टिमेट 
and you cannot say from where they are coming. They were coming from all directions, all villages. They were just concentrating to Ayodhya. Hmm. It was and it was in a way challenge to what the police then had claimed that not a bird will reach there. Yeah. Parinda kar, par nahi maarega. Hmm. That claim was in 24 hours that was belied and you could see the attack on the place. It was only on the appeal of the workers, the leaders of the agitation that the car sevaks. Yes, uh, on that bridge they crossed that yeah, bridge. Yeah, yeah, they crossed, yeah. they reached. They were right there. Yeah. But only after the appeal from the leaders of the movement that they decided to withdraw hmm. the first time. Yes. Uh, and of course, the but death did you situation. at that time feel that uh, Mulayam Singh ji didn't realize or that this is too big even for him now? He was worried. Huh. He was worried because he thought that it will be very difficult to control. Hmm. But then there is, you know, in in politics there is a commitment hmm. of a certain position, and very few can then introduce corrections in that process. Hmm. Once you take the path. He had taken the path in which opposition to the temple was part of his administrative arrangement, part of his, let us say, running governance issue that there must not be temple constructed at this stage. And then comes Kalyan Singh Ji. And uh, he doesn't replace you. <laughs> Usually, <laughs> aise hi hota hai, na? chief ministers come and replace you. Uh, but he uh, had you there. Um, at that time, what happened, sir? Us vakt, when you were with Kalyan Singh Ji, Mirko that I just feel history was not fair to Kalyan Singh Ji. <laughs> Somehow I feel that what happened? Kalyan Singh Ji, um, as long as I was there, I was there till about 1992. Hmm. And uh, Kalyan Singh Ji believed, of course, no doubt about that that the temple has to be constructed. He was committed that he would yeah. deliver the temple. And in his own manner, he had promised the government of India that there will be no disturbance, but the temple will be constructed. Yeah. It did not come through. And when it came, the, when the Babri Masjid fell, he was very much the chief minister. Hmm. I must say to his credit, not many know, that when the police and the central police particularly asked permission to fire, he refused. The home secretary of that time asked him that, look, the fire firing is now necessary. Kalyan Singh, as a brave chief minister said, bring the file, write whatever you want to recommend, then I will write that I am ordering that there will be no firing. Mm. So he did write. The file contains his order that no bullet will be fired on the crowd of Karsevaks. So that was his faith and belief. Mm. Of course, the temple came into being after the judicial intervention. Mm. But Kalyan Singh was of the firm view that if he was given few more years, he would have delivered in a peaceful process. But then the government was, you know, dismissed, hmm. suspended and later dismissed. So he had to go. 
where were you when the babri masjid came down when babri masjid came down i was chairman of greater noida okay i was transferred in september of that year and the it fell in december why did you fall out of favor with kalyan singh ji oh not at all no not at all okay oh i i i mean there is no question he okay. was he was a very sad person when uh, in the middle of the night there were two three other ministers and ministers i was called and they said that would by that time my family had shifted to delhi because of my children's education mm-hmm. so they said that would you like to go closer to delhi because now your family is not here well i realized that perhaps there are greater things at work and so i said yes i would be happy if i am given anything in noida and greater noida so, so i became chairman if you had been i mean looking back uh, at your career uh, if you had continued as principal secretary uh, with kalyan singh ji would you have advised him differently uh, on that day uh, when the babri masjid came down no i would have definitely advised him that there should be no firing hmm. for the simple reason that you cannot fire a crowd of lakhs not thousands and you you cannot control and there is another factor to it even those who were responsible for law and order i am speaking particularly of the police majority of them believed in some manner or the other their duty was different but their faith was different yes that was in fact you if you recall the events that evening after the firing when kothali brothers died all the constables in the in their mess did not take food that is the earlier incident earlier the saryu incident yeah. they hmm. did not take food so that was the kind of sentiment i do not think a crowd of this nature hmm. could have been handled in the manner i mean calling military of course is an option but that option would have meant thousands maybe mm-hmm. not there may yeah. not live mm. so the option was very clear mm. for the chief minister now to accept what was happening the uh, police force in both the incidents when mulayam singh ji was chief minister and when kalyan singh ji was chief minister the police was terribly uh, disturbed divided uh, some of course you know that it's an order it's a duty have to do will do some who were saving the media saving the car sevaks uh, doing things which were probably not their order but going beyond the call of duty how was the ias you are from the ias how was the ias uh, dealing in both the incidents uh, second time of course i was not there because i was transferred but first time i do recall that when the secretariat employees during lunch hour were protesting mm. and they were demanding that the temple should be constructed mm. there and the government should not be so aggressive against the agitators uh, a very strong group of ias officers mm. wanted a discussion with the chief secretary mm. and a meeting was called by the chief the then chief secretary um to explain that why is officers must it is call of duty 
and they must not at all get into the faith issue. They must do what is required by the government. So the senior officer sat. I was very much there in that meeting. And the chief secretary addressed the officers and called upon them that, look, we are not to decide what is now the final decision. Hmm. We have to implement what is the final decision. And therefore, guys, you go and work as is required. So this kind of training forge mein hoti hai. When the Golden Temple action happened, it was the same thing which, uh, you know, the, the commanders then had to tell their men that if any of you don't want to do this because your faith doesn't permit it, step aside. And nobody <clears throat> stepped aside. They all were like, this is my call of duty. I have to do it. But IAS mein wo training to hoti nahi hai na? <laughs> That kind of training. I mean, how do you keep your faith apart and how do you keep what kind of training I'm not saying that nahi hai training I'm presuming ki nahi hai this training comes from academy days okay I Lal Bahadur Shastri Academy yes, uh, in Masuri I recall that my life my belief my the way I was conducting myself completely changed after I got into the academy hmm. and from there on the only thing which was injected in my mind was, you have to serve the state where you are, you have to serve the country where you are. And there is a democracy, there is a political system, and you have to work with them. And in many respects, you have to uh, recognize that you are subordinate to them. I think this training comes from academy and later also you imbibe it from your seniors. Hmm. So, uh, uh, it may not come in the manner that you said the army people, hmm. but I think devotion to call of duty and devotion to whatever the system demands, the governance demands, that is even now, I'm it's confident. It's your DNA. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. in the DNA. It's yeah. in the DNA. Right. So, you were in the Prime Minister's office for five years. Um Tell us about the working style of the Prime Minister because you saw him in such close contact for hours together every single day for seven years unless he was travelling abroad. I believe you didn't travel with him. In his, you didn't. Okay. So, when he was not travelling abroad, when he was here, tell us about Mantri uh, you have You've seen closely other Prime Ministers also uh, in the sense that you were not in the PMO, but you've worked, you've interacted because you were a very senior uh, government functionary. So tell us what it was like. Why, firstly, why did you get chosen for the job as Principal Secretary? Uh, that itself was like, uh, uh, <laughs> that he has chosen Mr. Mishra. He's very particular that he wants only Mr. Nirpendra Mishra. So why you? What do you think was the reason? And uh, what was it like those five years? Look, I had never met the hmm. Honorable Prime Minister uh, before I was chosen. That is, I recall 20th of May 2014 when I was called in Gujarat Bhaman. Uh, why was I chosen? How he got to know about me? Perhaps their group of ministers, senior ministers, who met him in Ahmedabad, hmm. they must have suggested panel of names. That's his style. Okay. The Prime Minister, in fact, I, I could learn that from him the very first time when I interacted after becoming principal secretary. Hmm. 
I, along with cabinet secretary, went with names of secretaries for certain administrative arrangements. Hmm. And we, we, we thought he will say yes. Hmm. So we read certain such should come here, certain such should come here. So he looked at us and said, look, I don't want this. You cannot expect orders from me like this. Please come with panel of names. I will make the selection. Hmm. And then you will pass the order. So that is the process going to be. Okay. So I am very sure, huh. even for the selection of the principal secretary, he must have had panel of names to be considered. They were all there in some manner or the other. There was a speculation already going on. Huh. And then he made his choice. Um, I was not uh, sort of offered the job the very first time when I met him. Hmm. So he um, hmm. just called me hmm. and asked me to do some work. Hmm. Never referred to You the had place. already retired by then? Oh, yes, yes. Superannuated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had superannuated hmm. and I had even completed my after superannuation job of telecom regulatory chairman. Hmm. That was also completed. Yes. So he said, could you please do something? Uh, so I said, I'll try. So he said, you are being given a room in Gujarat Bhavan. Hmm. You come in the morning. And hmm. after three days, I'll call you again. Hmm. So I did my work, whatever was assigned. And then I went to him. I was summoned. I recall Mr. Jatli, late Mr. Jatli was sitting there. Amit Shah ji was sitting there. I hmm. made my presentation. Hmm. Uh, I am very sure one thing must have disappointed him because I didn't present it to him on his screen. As a PowerPoint presentation. PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> I had taken hard copy, given to all four of them and selected. So I am very sure the tech savvy that he is, huh. he must have thought this man is not tech savvy. <laughs> yeah, I am 100% sure about okay. it. And compared to him, I was not. Hmm. So he said that, my proposal was discussed briefly. Then I was uh, dismissed from there. Hmm. They must have then taken a political view about hmm. the matter. Hmm. And in the evening, I was called again. And the prince, he said, would you like to work? With huh. So that is how the, I was selected. So why I was selected, I don't know. But perhaps... Uh, Did your colleagues all call you up and say ki mat karna he's a hard task master <laughs> no though aapke bare mein bhi ye kaha jata tha if i may just share that uh, that uh, it used to be said that you used to have very strict deadlines and agar kisi ne to shamat uski agar nahi hua to your work style was somewhat similar would you say in terms of delivery yes uh, he believes in a certain time frame he goes all out to implement that. He is extremely receptive even during implementation to hear about the issues which are coming up. If we can resolve it, he resolves at his level even. So his is a very... Um, and something which is very special about his style in this is his modular approach. He doesn't climb the mountain. He goes step by step, step by step. And once he sees it has been achieved, 
he immediately shows you the next peak, then the third peak, and then the mountain. So that is the way he takes you. The moment you go and tell him that I have de delivered this, you never get kudos from him, because then he will say, "Acha, ab ye karna hai, ab ye karna hai." So that is how he moves. Uh, I think, as a person who is uh, in governance, uh, implementing the programs in a in a in a defined time manner. Perhaps I would rate the prime minister. There's something special about him. I I don't think it is fear element mm. that he will do something to the. He has never punished any officer, mm. so even that is not there. But there is an element of uh, awe, you can say or whatever. The officers felt during my tenure that the prime minister desires. Certain time frame for implementation, and he would like it to be done. So, the, uh, from the outside as a journalist, one has observed that Jab, uh, when Dr. Manmohan Singh, and all credit to him um, for all that he did uh, in his tenure, but when the prime minister gave orders, it wasn't necessary that the bureaucracy would do it. I'll be honest with you; I've seen both the prime minister's offices, PMO of both the times, but when Uh, Mr. Nar, because there were several layers of functioning in that PMO. Um, it's even his principal secretary was working. His staff was different. Uh, his media advisors were different. Um, the PMO itself was not as tightly knit as this PMO is, and a directive from the PMO during Dr. Manmohan Singh's time. Did not have the same weightage as a directive from the PMO during uh, Prime Minister Modi's tenure. In the first five years, did you notice the difference? Because as an IAS officer, you worked in both. Did you notice that difference? It was very clear. Hmm. I think the implementation and compliance was lot better during the time of Prime Minister Modi. Uh, I don't think the threat worked. i don't think there was any fear of punishment but there was an element or let us say every secretary hmm. felt hmm. that he is being observed not even by principal secretary hmm. he is being observed by the prime minister okay somehow his control on the progress of the projects and implementation of the program he was so well informed Hmm. so well informed at times ahead of me as principal secretary that the secretaries in general believed that their performance is being observed and therefore they have to they will be answerable hmm. so that accountability and answerability was, was lot more effective hmm. when the prime minister modi was so uh, as soon as he became uh, pm and you were there in that team that first uh, speech from uh, redford when he talked about swachh bharat and then him going with the jhadu and then other ministers at that time i remember speaking to some joint secretaries and additional secretaries at that time who were like ye pradhan mantri kar rahe what is this why is he entering south block why is he coming and opening up our cupboards and telling us ki ye hatao wo hatao and we as journalists who have seen that mothballed फाइल्स ऊपर तक जा रही है लाइक अच्छा हुआ यू नो वी वर टेकिंग पवर्स प्लेजर बट 
and you know we were looking at all this that was happening so did they because they they're also from your service itself did they tell you that ye prime minister ko samjhao na kare there were certain discussions and mm. you know the secretaries and joint secretaries they are all intellectual i mean intellectually they are very very well equipped mm. therefore they could evaluate even the prime minister from their point of view mm. so there were initial remarks that this is perhaps not the function of the prime minister because he cannot do micromanagement yeah there is always this talk of micromanagement versus macromanagement and how far the prime minister should go or principal secretary i was even accused that uh, the principal secretary at times does lot of micromanagement mm. and he should leave it to the secretaries uh, but at the end of the day everyone had come to appreciate when they saw the delivery of the prime minister hmm. when they recognized that if he meant the electrification of 1800 villages which were left i mean i recall when he was reviewing the electrification of villages he was told that the total villages not electrified are 1800 and um, then at the end when he was con- he normally after the meeting concludes hmm. all meetings he concludes so he said that look 1800 i know you guys can do it please don't come up with the excuse and i think he gave 3 to 4 months hmm. and all the villages were electrified Correct. and he even mentioned his uh, gujarat the experience don't just put the poles there don't just pull uh, put the wires there and don't connect it because the next step hmm. he had already uh, decided about this step hmm. the next step was electrification of the uh, you know certain houses which belong to scheduled caste and scheduled tribes so the moment you say that all villages have been electrified the next test was that now please give connection to the poor to homes. the scheduled caste and scheduled tribe homes and you will be tested correct so is this connect with each program with the next program which i call the modular approach was extremely effective and also using technology i remember so one of the earliest documentaries that i was working on was uh, putting up the when the government said ki humne biogas plants lagaye hain yahan pe up mein itne lagaye bihar mein itne lagaye we sent the and said that documentary banao in pe when we sent the team there was none in some villages there was none no biogas plants had been set up out there sir so, hum documentary kaise banaye jab lagaye hi nahi biogas plant to long shot pe laga ke bana do so this was a joke that i told mr piyush goel that you know you're talking about electrification unhone jhat se apna phone nikala he was a power minister at that time i think he took out the phone and he said look we have this app and in this app name any village you can name any village tap on that see and you will get the shot and he said this is what the prime minister told us i need to see whether that village is has light or not so with the satellite technology of course when i i'm talking about a time biogas ka jab technology nahi thi hamare paas but now with that technology you could see whether that village has light or not you know so these are the micromanagement to karna padega adne you know kaam chalao he Kaam forced the dashboard on each minister's table ha that was the way to manage so even ministers and us yeah. i have to include myself 
we were not used to that kind of technology yeah which was enforced uh, okay so, so another question i have to ask is that i was told that there were just about 10 people who knew about demonetization were you one of those yes i suppose that what is stage perhaps only about five people five that demonetization yes. and you knew about it yes there's no doubt about why it. did he want to do it i will not be surprised if i claim that i was the first person to know about it about demonetization yes and it was a prank i mean his intent his intent his intent because he even uh, joked in the parliament about uh, jetli ji when jetli ji is unko bhi nahi pata tha nahi to fir aur logon ko pata lag that's not he, true no he joked about it <laughs> in parliament it was a joke and even jetli ji laughed about it god rest his soul but uh, but it was i guess the trust uh, in you that when no, he it had to be implemented hmm. and if the implementation had to take place then a thing like demonetization could not be implemented through the normal method of messages and you know each step was kept secret the printing of notes why it is being printed in this manner was a secret the total number of calculation of notes and its usage and distribution how it will be done was secret so here was a situation because there was the intent was that the black money we didn't succeed 100% on that everyone knows that there was such a huge exchange of black money into the white through the bank i often if you ask me that what do you think was your failure i will say one only one failure was i could not hmm. imagine Uh, that the bank staff at a lower level hmm. will not cooperate with the intent of the government hmm. the exchange of notes hmm. took place hmm. in a very very uh, i would say surreptitious manner hmm. that uh, took place but yes not many people knew about demonetization hmm. it was discussed with a very small group i discussed with so i got the, the broad idea about the prime minister thinking of black money hmm. and then he said one such step could be this he knew that morarji desai had done it hmm. so he said read the files of morarji desai times we did that and then i had to consult few more colleagues of mine so one or two colleagues in the system of prime minister office and in finance ministry were consulted so you your number of 10 will perhaps come true at that stage okay um i have to get to this the when the prime minister tweeted about you when you said that i'm done and you wanted to leave um that i want to ask you also why did you uh, say you want to leave and then the prime minister tweeted and he said when i was a new when i was new to delhi in 2014 he taught me a lot and his guidance remains extremely valuable amazing words <laughs> i don't recall a prime minister saying that about a principal secretary it must have really meant a lot to you well i have to say if you get his speech his speech on my farewell i couldn't believe i was in tears the cabinet ministers and secretaries to the government who were invited they couldn't believe 
Prime Minister spoke for 45 minutes and he spoke only about me. Hmm. No other word except me. Hmm. Such was his sentiment. Hmm. So he had full faith in me. There was no question of my not enjoying the faith. But I think, I mean, I, I carried the message to him that it's time I left. Because? I had started feeling that perhaps Prime Minister may like to experiment with change. Hmm. One tenure was over, another tenure had come. Hmm. So I was getting that feeling that uh, some kind of new trial for new set of officers may be his idea. Hmm. Because after all, uh, one does, you know, there is an organizational takeover in everybody. Hmm. In five years, I would definitely start thinking whatever I am doing is right. Hmm. This is the organization. It is the organization. In the first year, you beat the organization. Remaining four years, the organization beats you. Wonderful. <laughs> this is what happens. So, I am very sure, Prime Minister Sharp that he is, he must be thinking that perhaps if something new has to be done, a new experiment has to come. Reshuffle. Yeah, reshuffle. Sir, also I would think that uh, years of having worked with um, with politicians in very close contact, you were you're able to preempt what the boss wants. Is that it? Or second guess? Well, I suppose most of the officers get to understand their bosses. I mean, whether you are with the prime minister or with the minister, they do get... And there have been many occasions where I went and even as a junior officer, I went and told my minister that you must get a change now. Hmm. Yeah. So what is it that when he says that his guidance was extremely valuable, he taught me a lot. If you were to just <laughs> randomly no, or no, it's only no. between you and him. No, no, no. It's very. You see, I would only tell him the background. If any decision had to be taken, I will tell him the background. I will tell him the administrative positions of bureaucracy, how bureaucracy will see that. Hmm. And there were occasions where I made the mistake. Hmm. I perhaps did not adequately advise him. I can mention that the first Land Acquisition Act, which was implemented... Uh, it was implemented with the advice, aid and advice of ministers and myself mm -hmm. and some secretaries. It was withdrawn, if you recall. Mm -hmm. It was not implemented. Mm -hmm. The I mean, one yeah. ordinance, second ordinance, third ordinance was not passed. It lapsed. It was a mistake. The time for that kind of reform had not come. These reforms come and they become successful because the time comes. 1991, the reforms were successful because the time had come for that. Mm -hmm. Likewise, later reforms also, which happened during Prime Minister's time, there was a time for which it happened and it was. But in the case of farmers, yeah, I, was I think uh, we, we misread the farmers' mood twice. Mm. One, when I was there, the second time when the agitation took place, when the Prime Minister went public. Mm. So, there are occasions when we have wrongly advised the Prime Minister. But the beauty of this Prime Minister is he will never tell you hmm. 
when I went to tell him that please do not issue the third ordinance on this matter, he looked at me. He said, you are telling me? Hmm. Never ever said that you are one who made the mistake and therefore I have to now allow it to lapse. Never mentioned that. No, there, I mean, everything was not 100% successful in all the implementations, but not even once he would use the word, you guys are responsible. The buck stops with yeah, him yeah, and yeah. he would take he the fall. He takes the full responsibility for what happens. Interesting. Uh, so, uh, one anecdote I must mention was uh, many years ago, uh, one uh, principal secretary to a former chief minister told me that he was chief minister bane the, but he, with a strange situation. So, when he was chief minister, bane, he came from a very rural background, not familiar with the capital city and its machinations or chief minister kaise aage aate hai. Uh, how does the guard of honor take place? Kaise hota hai? So the principal secretary was explaining carefully that jab aap aate hain, jab aap utarte hain, to aap jhat se logon se milne nahi jayenge. Aap ek kaide se jayenge. Aur wo dhoti pente the. To unko, main naam nahi lungi sir, par aap samaj jayenge because he was one of your contemporaries. So he said that मैंने चीफ मिनिस्टर को समझाया कि जब वो गाड़ी से उतरते हैं क्योंकि वो धोती पहनते हैं तो उसको ऐसे पकड़ के फिर उतरे नहीं तो यू कैन सी जो द बेर लेग सो उनको ये सब समझाया मैंने ही सेज बट आई ऑल्सो न्यू दैट आई विल लास्ट ओनली वन ईयर बिकॉज एवरी टाइम ही लुक्स एट मी ही विल बी ही इट इज़ अ रिमाइंडर ऑफ द डेज वेर ही वॉज अनसोफिस्टिकेटेड एंड he will post me out. So after one year of the tenure, he told the chief minister that you send me to the center. So he moved to the center. Now, I want to ask you this, that here was a chief minister who had absolutely no experience of Delhi. When he came here, sir, there were lots of people saying, oh, he doesn't come, he doesn't know anything, how will he function in Delhi? You had a chief minister who came in who, wasn't, who had never done Lok Sabha. It was his first entry into parliament. What were the do's and don'ts that you were, uh, you as a team, were navigating him through in Delhi? I think he was very well prepared, very well prepared for the position. Mm -hmm. And he did not require any such briefing. Of course, there were occasions when he was listened to. For example, if 15th August function has to take place. So it is customary for people who are responsible for 15th August to make a presentation. This is how you will enter. This is where you'll go. You'll first go to, you know, the Amir Shaheed Stamp. Hmm. Then from there, you'll go to Gandhiji's, Sridhanjali, like that. All that he heard, but he never felt inadequate to his job. And he had, perhaps he was a step ahead. Let me just conclude this by one example. Uh, when he uh, was getting briefing, hmm. right in the first three, four days from the foreign, the then foreign secretary, because he had never handled international Correct. relations. He yes. had handled all other things. Hmm. So she perhaps was uh, giving 
some kind of elementary lessons of the diplomacy. Hmm. And here was a person who had visited all the places, who in Greyhound had visited all the states of America. He had gone to Japan twice, he had gone to Beijing twice, he had negotiated for the release of uh, some Gujarati students yes. from China, etc., etc. Hmm. He had his own ideas. He, in fact, it was his idea to call the leaders of the neighboring countries at the time of swearing in ceremony. Mm -hmm. It was never the suggestion of the foreign affairs. Achha. It was entirely the suggestion of his, which was implemented by Mr. Ajit Doval, who then was not national security advisor. He mm -hmm. was still there in Vivekananda, mm -hmm. but he came, the prime minister just consulted him about the feasibility, and then he told him, why don't you check with the informally with the leaders whether they will come or not? Hmm. So he sort of was very impatient with this training hmm. uh, briefing which was coming from the foreign secretary. That temperamental mismatch between the foreign secretary and the prime minister uh, was very evident. And it hmm. was clear that one has to go and obviously that will be the bureaucrat hmm. who will go. And uh, that's the price. He was ready for everything. He knew what will be his foreign policy. While briefing is required, background is required. But I think the direction was already predetermined. Hmm. He knew what will be the direction of his foreign policy, what will be the direction of the rural development, what will be the policy for technology. So... He was very, very well prepared. Did, were, were you surprised with that, that he was so prepared? Or while meeting the team, you knew that he has done meticulous homework on every sphere? Not surprised, but sense of admiration. Hmm. That was always there. Every time one attended the meeting, one always felt that he has learned something. Hmm. That was always So, um, towards the end, I will just ask you, uh, one, of course... Uh, a when you left the PMO, was there a sense of satisfaction or was there a sense, a twinge of, I could have maybe done a little more? What, what was that feeling? There was, uh, you know, um, I don't think there was any feeling of regret. Hmm. I don't think there was any feeling of loss. Hmm. I had done my tenure. I knew the time is there for me to come out of the Prime Minister's office. Uh, but... On the issue of sense of satisfaction, after every job, <laughs> one feels that one could have done better if one was given the same job again. That's such an honest yeah. view about that. So that is very clear. Today, I can do the district magistrateship better than what I did in Hardoi and Unnao and other places. Right. So it's a fact uh -huh. that there one is always inadequate to the level that he must achieve. Right. A principal secretary to a prime minister is considered the gatekeeper in many respects. Uh, did you get that feeling that uh, that people thought you were overprotective of, uh, of your uh, prime minister? Like some people used to say that when you were principal secretary to the chief minister, that you know, he keeps him cushioned and covered. <laughs> because you know how Uttar Pradesh politicians are. 
everybody wants to barge in into the chief minister's house and regardless whether it was mayawati ji whether it was mulayam singh ji i have seen that bade naraz hote hain with the with the bureaucracy ki humse mil humko milne nahi dete because you know they all considered that ye humne banaya bhai so do you get that feeling that uh, people if, felt that you about see, you you see this is a natural response because majority of the people don't know that officials and politicians both that each leader decides his evening program and next day's program himself independently okay i was never consulted in the office of the chief minister who to meet or not to meet hmm. there used to be one very uh, his his ps very close to him one mr goel who used to present the requests all the requests will be mentioned it will be shown to him and then he will tick mark connect on telephone give the appointment and then he will give the appointment but yes you are very right as chief in the office of chief secretary i was accused that i don't allow the officers whom i don't like <laughs> to meet the chief minister it was not really true oh. i am honestly telling you in the case of the present prime minister it is totally different hmm. there is appointment joint secretary level officer who presents the matters pss here take down the note from him in the evening at 11 pm in the night that these these people he will meet he has his own views about who to meet in fact i recall you may know it or not the first time when he was visiting abroad like all previous prime ministers i carried the names of the press guys mm. who will go with him <laughs> so he he looked at it and then didn't comment anything after about 2 3 hours again i said it is getting late why didn't you clear it so he said uh, i if i don't take any press person what will happen i said sir it will lead to bad relations with the press he said why the press in um, uh, these so called monarchs the of the press they will send their own representatives they they don't have to bother for the funds and just because you take them in the plane is not necessary so i said no sir this has been the convention etc then they are given certain treatment in the embassy he said nothing doing please note down nobody will go hmm. no press representative will go with me that's all hmm. so that was his decision it was final and to convey that is not your job it is not no. at all people okay. got to know i mm-hmm. don't have to give reason mm. because then the all other trips also there was no question of suggesting to him yeah my visit mm. i somehow felt that look he has discussed everything here what is it that i will contribute there when the foreign secretary and foreign ministers are generally with him yeah so when uh, the list went i said that maybe person mentioned that one may not be selected hmm. or picked up for this and two and three like that one was me hmm. he immediately accepted he said yes you must stay home stay back here when i am abroad and that was it hmm. that became the order of the day the principal secretary the my predecessor after only about 3 months came to me mr nair i will use the, uh, give you the name pk nair and mr nair said nipi what have you done 
you are not going with the prime minister it's a disaster you are inviting your dismissal in about 6 months time you will be superfluous if you are not going with the prime minister i said sir but that is what i have suggested and advised him he said well i have come to warn you that's about it was purpose of meeting but nothing happened <laughs> <laughs> and uh, i've seen uh, mr brijesh mishra uh, as the i think one of the most powerful principal secretaries uh, that i have uh, in my reporting days that i have seen if you have a longer uh, experience of you know and of course you were part of the civil service we are from the outside seen it in your 50 60 years that you have seen the bureaucracy closely who do you think would be the most powerful principal secretary that you have seen so far well you have named mr mishra mr mishra was powerful because of his relationship beyond the principal secretaryship hmm. with the mr bajpay uh, hmm. uh i would also name mr an verma hmm. uh, as one who was very very uh, powerful and perhaps was powerful in the sense that he could carry the wishes of the prime minister to the secretaries very effectively that was during rajiv gandhi's time no uh, also narsimha rao yeah ha, ha, ha. oh liberalization yes, he was the principal if he secretary. said that by tomorrow the cabinet note should come the cabinet note will come hmm. so that was the effectiveness of mr verma and the third of my time i would perhaps i was young though was the time when uh, Mrs. Gandhi hmm. had Mr. Dhar, P. N. Dhar. Yeah, yeah. Principal secretary. Okay, was Mr. Naresh Chandra principal secretary? No, no, he was cabinet. Secretary. Cabinet secretary, but, but he, he was, was always very effective. And he, I think, had several uh, different uh, uh, important tenures uh, during his uh, thing. So, I think he was consulted even out when he was outside the system. He hmm. was consulted. Later, he was brought in for Ayodhya. Hmm. he he remained very relevant in the system right so does does the because of the proximity to power does it ever feel sometimes that you get that uh, you know uh, secondary power because you're so close to the most important person in uh, the country well uh, i i would say that uh, this kind of uh, some kind of a message in your mind occasionally does pass by hmm that uh, you matter hmm i would not deny that hmm whether it converts itself the message into arrogance that depends on individual and how did you guard against that i don't know if i <laughs> no you never came the across other, as arrogant the others will uh, decide about it so i will leave it to the judgment of others right yeah. sir so on our behalf on ani's behalf Uh, we thank you so much for spending this time with us explaining about the temple and good wishes to you all the best to you i need it <laughs> and we look forward to doing a darshan uh, when uh, everybody is allowed to uh, come there 23rd of december 2024 and darshan will begin before the prime minister no third uh, 23rd january i am wrong 23rd january yeah. right immediately immediately so as soon as the prime minister does it and immediately yes. for everybody else all the invitees would have the darshan the same day okay. and next morning onwards they it would be open to all okay so we look forward to a dream come true 
to be able to do this darshan thank you so much thank sir. you thank, thank you. you thank you for the opportunity thank you thank you for watching or listening to this episode of ani podcast with smita prakash do like or subscribe on whichever channel you have seen this or heard this namaste jai hind